Welcome back to the Healing Voice Podcast. My name is Lance Howard, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 7, Episode 6, titled, The Kingdom of God is Within, Understanding the Outstanding and Transformational Power that Exists Within You. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Tribe of I Am. My name is Lance Howard, and this week there's been a phrase on my mind often, just continually. The phrase is, the kingdom of God, and there's a lot of baggage behind these words, the kingdom, God and the phrase, the kingdom of God. And what we've been told religiously or dogmatically or what we think we know about this phrase, the kingdom of God. Culturally speaking, what we think we know and what we've been told is not very accurate. There's a lot more for us to know about the kingdom of God. I would say that we think of the kingdom of God as a place that is perhaps in the sky. It's definitely some place that is not the same as us, or it's, it's not a place that we have easy access to. But there's this ancient scripture that says the kingdom of God is within you. So then why do we hold this idea or this perspective that the kingdom is something related to the afterlife or something related to a different realm in a different dimension perhaps? I'd like to read to you from my translation of Luke chapter 17. It's verses 20 and 21. You can find it on the website, which you'll find in the description. But the website is thv-tv.com and you'll find a page on the website titled Bible Redefined, where I retranslate very important or very popular passages of the ancient scriptures and I try to do that from the standpoint of the Eastern writer and from the standpoint of the Eastern thinker, meaning there was a certain way that the ancient people Thoughts, right? They had a perspective or a mindset of their own. And so when they said certain things, when they said certain things, they weren't, they did not mean what we think they mean. Because our mindset, our culture, and our language is very different from theirs. And so, and when we translate from an ancient language to the modern version of English, we 
can really miss the true meaning of the words because we're changing the words, in fact. We're, we're trying to bring one word from one context or one culture, and we're trying to see what word in our culture means or holds the similar idea. And so there can be a very large disconnect when we do that. When we think of God today in the Western world or in the United States, we think of a man in the sky, perhaps. A man in the sky, white-haired, who has control and authority, and maybe um, we think of the idea of judgment because he's kind of looking down on us, and so therefore is kind of choosing who he uh, likes and who he doesn't like, or who can come into heaven or the kingdom and who can't. And this is not the way that the ancients perceived God as some man in the sky who's always judging all things. The way the word for God in ancient Hebrew and Aramaic, for example, means something more like the intelligent one who is also sacred unity. I'll say that again. The way they perceived God and the word that they have for God, which they had more than one, but the word that they have for God, the most well-known being Elohim, means something like the intelligent one who is also sacred unity, or the intelligent one who is also unity in diversity. The, the way the word is comprised or made up with its letters indicates this type of deep information about this great being who is the all-intelligent, all-powerful, all-knowing, but is also sacred unity and is also unity in diversity. And that totally expands the person's mindset or viewpoint of this being called God. It helps us think far deeper than just the man in the sky sitting on a throne judging everything. It's a big difference. So if you go to the website thv-tv.com, click on Bible Redefined, which you'll see at the top of the site, and you can log in and you'll see documents like this one um, electronically and so this is a document titled the kingdom within translated by myself from Luke chapter 17 verses 20 and 21 and I will read to you the typical translation of this verse says the kingdom of God comes not with observation neither shall they say look here or look there for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And the way I translated that is, actually I translated it three different ways. I'll read all three of them to you. The first one is, the ruling, reigning, governing power of the one true self doesn't appear locally. It's not something you can observe, watch, or relate to proximally. You won't be able to say, see there it is, or look, it's over there. 
Understand, the realm of the one and only exists within you and among all of you. The sacred expression, support, and domain of the great I Am's self-empowerment is within all of you. That is one way to translate what I read to you earlier as the typical translation, the kingdom of God is not here or there, but it's within you. Okay, so here's a second way that it could be translated. And you must know the reason why I could create three different renditions of of this passage is because the language is that poetic the language is that powerful the language is the language is not it's a very artistic language the ancient languages hold so much even within one letter which is why you're going to hear these three translations and see how they can slightly vary but it does not change the meaning it just draws out all the possibilities in the wording and how fluid and how freeing it actually is. This concept, the concepts of the ancient scriptures are so fluid and are so freeing that one person could hear these in the ancient language and have a different picture in their mind of what is being said, but everyone is united about the ultimate conclusion of what is being said. Here's the second way that I rendered this passage. The living, moving force of vision that creates each present moment, the influence and inspiration of sacred unity, the rule and reign, the power and purpose of unity in diversity, that which we have called God, is not something you'll find in this physical existence. No one will be able to say, I found it, look, there it is, or, or look, it's over here. This reality of truth, this rule and support of the first and only self, the experience of I am, the unified field, the purposeful, empowering vision, the authority, counsel and provision of the sacred one is here within you individually in your midst now among you and within you okay and there's one final way that i rendered it and please understand i could go back to the ancient text with a fresh mind and I could probably find a fourth way and a fifth way to draw out the same information but have a different way of expressing it using different different words to express the same powerful truth and information that's how fluid and poetic the language is okay here's the third and final way that I have so far to retranslate the passage from Luke 17, 20 and 21 that says, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. Neither shall someone say, look, it's here or look over there, I found it. The kingdom of God is within you. Okay. So the third way then is the authority of self-empowerment, the living, moving power of vision, the reality of potential, which creates each present moment with influence 
and inspiration. The full flowing energy of the I am and I can of the universe is not something you can take with lust for control as a platform for your ego. The power you desire doesn't come by watching and waiting. The great I am is within you. The ability to experience the creative power of the I am and use it to influence and shape the world exists within you. That third one is probably my favorite. Because when we think of a kingdom, we think of some type of fortress and obviously there's a king and there's a queen and there's an army and there are there and there are resources and there are people and but there's also wars and there's always some element of the platform upon which the king looks down upon his people and there's a lot of egotistical things mixed in the politics of running a kingdom and it's clearly saying that the kingdom of God, or the way I translated it in this third one, was the full flowing energy of the I am and I can of the universe is not something you can take with lust for control as a platform for your ego. Think about that. Every kingdom to this day, every nation to this day is built as some platform for someone's lust for control or platform for the ego because we're talking about we're talking about humans plain and simple and we have an issue with acquiring power the more we have it's typical that we don't share well we might seek more we are not always gracious when we have power and increasing amounts of power so the kingdom of God is nothing like that. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. But it is the power that we all desire. But it's saying it doesn't come by watching and waiting. The great I am is within you, right? The, the, the source of power and even that desire for power, that is the great I am that we are seeking. It is within you. It's not about walls and armies and politics. The ability to express, experience the creative power of the I am and use it to influence and shape the world exists within you. So instead of trying to control the world, it's clearly saying that the truth is we're here to influence and shape the world. And what might that be like? Well, we just learned it's nothing to do with a lust for control or a platform for the ego. And just to get down to it as quickly as possible, that must be about love then. If it's not about control, and if it's not about putting yourself up on a platform above others, then it must be about freedom and equality and the foundation of those types of characteristics or virtues is love. I'd like to share the commentary on this verse that, that I also wrote, and you can find it online, again, at thv-tv.com. 
The predominant message of the ancient scriptures is that the answer, the solution to and resolution of every one of mankind's dilemmas is already planted within the person. Whatever our struggle may be, we must learn to look within for the answer. All struggle begins with belief, which leads to emotion and feeling with mental and physical effects. This is a natural progression and creation. No one can experience or change this experience for us. We are each responsible for our own well-being and we have accepted displeasure as an acceptable norm. The source, the support, and self-empowerment we seek is within. Now I'll pause there to say everything in our world has told us that the source and support and our empowerment is outside of us. It's in perhaps your parents, it's in your marriage or your relationship, it's in your job. It's definitely not within you. That is a lie. The kingdom is the realm or field of pure, limitless possibilities. That place is within you. Seek that place and you can have whatever good you choose like a king or queen. The kingdom, by language and word root, is actually a feminine gendered word. Hmm. And it means fully formed extension of power that is centralized and determined, a purposeful power and authority that is within you. Okay, it's saying the kingdom of God is within you. Okay, well, what is the kingdom? So then it's saying the fully formed extension of power that is determined and a purposeful power and authority is within you. But again, everything in our world has told you that maybe you're powerless, maybe you're unworthy, maybe you're not good enough, maybe you can only do this or that once you go through these hurdles that some people have lined out for you, you have to go through these doors to make it to this destination. But we're talking about the kingdom of God is within you. Now, would you dare say that God has to jump over some kind of hurdles to reach it to some destination? Or would we say that I'm pretty sure God can just move the hurdles and move forward? The kingdom could be called the inner womb, W-O-M-B, in which life is created and manifested into form, which makes sense why it would be a feminine gendered word. I don't know who can connect to what I'm saying, <laughs> but listen closely. The kingdom by language and word root is a feminine gendered word. It could be called the inner womb in which life is created and manifest it into form. With this in mind, it is more accurately translated as queendom rather than kingdom. Now, as a translator, I'm telling you, these are the kinds of things that I find in the ancient language and I rewrite or I retranslate, I re-render it so that you can know these things. You can know, I'm just gonna say it plainly, that a man Somewhere in the world, many men have translated this scripture and purposefully chose kingdom 
instead of queendom. Now, why would they do that? I'll just let you think through that process on your own. But I am not the translator who would do that. I put all the notes in the document so you can see the words and all, everything. So I don't know how well you'll be able to see it on the screen, but I'll show you an example that here's one of the pages. I'll just try to get it close, but maybe you can see that as this says, the kingdom of God, and then it has numbers, a number two and a number three. That leads you to the bottom of the page where you can see the exact Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic words and what they mean and all the parts of the word and so on and so forth. All of this is online, thv-tv.com, Bible Redefined. This is part of the work that I do. I retranslate in pure honesty with the language and I don't let our cultural bias, meaning the things we've been told about how to think about God or how to think about the kingdom or, or any kind of theological dogmatic bias that is existing, okay? I don't play by those rules because those are just man-made rules. And if we wanna know what the ancient writings are actually saying to us, we must honor the ancient writings in their originality, not in our cultural bias. Hmm. Okay then, so I'm going to stop referring to it as the kingdom of God now since we've come this far and I'm going to call it the queendom of God. And remember at the beginning I said the word God is more accurately translated as the intelligent one who is also sacred unity or the intelligent one who is also unity in diversity. That is only two ways of many ways to translate the word God. If you go to the website and you click on Bible Redefined, you will find a document titled, What is God? And then you can see probably close to, there's at least 50 ways to translate the word God. Again, they are, they are just 50 synonymous ways, meaning they're different to paint a different picture in your mind but you still get the same idea or you still get the same concept. You still get the same general presentation of what this ultimate being is and how this ultimate being expresses itself. Okay, so then the kingdom of God is more accurately the queendom of the intelligent one who is also sacred unity or the queendom of the intelligent one who is also unity in diversity. The queendom is the sign and result of the creative word. All of this is still in the same document. The queendom is the sign and result of the creative word, the empowering vision, the council that rules by its ability to express the obvious next step, step in a new direction for a group, we can, or an individual, I can. The queendom is the ruling principle that guides our lives toward unity and that is within you. 
if you get in touch with this, you can absolutely create the life that you love to live without having to jump through hoops and over hurdles that humanity has said you must jump through and over because the queendom is first. It overrides everything. It is the foundation of everything. Nothing can exist without the queendom. So if you get in touch with this place and understand that it is within you, which means it is one with you, that which is within you is one with you, right? This is just logical sense. The queendom is the reality where the true self abides. The queendom is the place of perfect peace. The truth of the queendom is whatever the person genuinely requires. The queendom is the place of pure abundance, the sacred place within, the, the time-space environment of pure mind, pure potential, pure abundance, and unlimited creativity. This is the queendom. I'll say that again. The queendom is the time-space environment of pure mind, pure potential, pure abundance, and unlimited creativity. The queendom is absolute, unlimited, and unconditioned, meaning it's pure. There are no lies to be found there. There's no confusion there. This is conscious awareness. Absolutely the cause of all things. Unlimited in its presence, scope, and reach. Unconditioned in its unwavering existence, intelligence, and wisdom. It is the truth, changeless, complete, Un changeless, complete, perfect, self-sustaining. This is the queenum of the one intelligence that is also sacred unity, and that is within you. That is within you. It's shocking, but can lead to awakening. It's shocking, but can lead to enlightenment that this power is within you. Remember, the typical translation was, the kingdom of God is within you. It's been there. It's been written there for over 2,000 years. And there are, a, are another two to 3,000 years or 4,000 years previous to that being written that pinpoint the same thing over and over again, that the great I am, <laughs> I hope I'm not getting too far along or moving too fast. But remember, we've been talking about the kingdom. We made the connection to I am and I can and we can. And this is also synonymous and more accurately, not just synonymous, but more accurately, the queendom that is within you. Everything in the Western culture supports the nature of the ego which always seeks solutions outside of the self. When you realize this is a natural but erroneous condi condition, a matrix-oriented program, a truly tangible journey of spiritual awakening begins. One's outer attention must turn to inner attention, for that is the place of true identity and reality. This is back to another way to say the queendom of God within you the place of true identity and reality. 
That which is outside you is perception of your own conception and keeps you in an illusory state from which you have little access to true wisdom, true peace, true success, and true experience. God, Spirit, Wisdom, Love, the Queendom, Synonymous, I Am, We Can, I Can, Synonymous. That is the subject, not the object. It can't be found by searching the world. It is within. It is the reason to know wisdom, the reason to know love, the reason to know home with a capital H, because we're talking about the kingdom of God within, the kingdom of God within, the great I am. It is the reason to know this place, this intelligent being, which is also unity and diversity, this intelligent being that is also sacred unity, this intelligent being which allows me to speak and to see and for you to listen and hear and speak back. That is I amness. <laughs> it is the power that we are using at this very moment to perceive everything that is happening in this very moment. It is one with you. Now tap into it and use it. Now tap into it and use it. But not in the way the world has told you because the way the world is telling you to use it keeps you this big when its potential is unlimited. There's no more to read from that, so I'm just going to go with the flow now and hoping that I'm being very clear that the message about the kingdom of God is not about a place in the sky. It's not even about some eventual place on earth or on the new earth. What I'm saying is not to invalidate those ideas. That is not my intent. The point is, is thinking about those ideas, about the kingdom as some place the queendom as some place in the sky or some place in the future prevents us from realizing who we are right here and right now and what we are capable of. Remember in Genesis, it starts out saying, you know, in the beginning, God. And then maybe a, a couple verses later, it says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light and it was good. And God, the intelligent one who is also sacred unity, I just have to say God is love. I have to say that. Well, we talked about that in the last Tribe of I Am talk, that there is no fear in love and that God is love. 
I had to say that because the intelligent one who is also sacred unity means there is no disharmony, there is no dissonance. It means out of all of this diversity, there's still the unity. It is the fact that all plants are in the one ground of the earth. And this is a, a loving concept. This is a loving idea. The only thing that human beings are the ones creating the illusion that because there's difference, there's a problem. That is a human issue. It's something that we're creating through our own minds, that because a person looks differently or comes from a different walk of life or lives in a different part of the world or a different part of the city or doesn't speak like us or doesn't... Just because they're different, then there is a problem. And that's a lie. That's just another thing that this world has told us. But it's not true. Again, if all plants are connected in the one ground of the planet and all humans are connected by the one breath of life, this helps us understand the name of God. Remember, it means the, the intelligent one who is also sacred unity or the intelligent one who is also unity in diversity. This is the nature and very essence of God. And we're all connected to that. Again, one breath, one ground, one conscious awareness. My conscious awareness is no different than your own. It is one and the same thing. Hmm. The reason why I brought up Genesis was just to say that when this intelligent being says, let there be, let there be light, for example, then it, it is, it comes forth. And we've been talking about Luke 17, 20 and 21, about all of this power, this intelligent power being within us. It's that it's unlimited. And in fact, we're always using it whether we realize it or not. And we talked about conscious awareness being the very foundation of that, that we are using this intelligent creative power that is also sacred unity right now because we are united in the way we're even looking and listening to one another. And we're, we will all use it tonight when we lay down and go to sleep and our minds drift to some other place and we start seeing movies play in, in our head. We call them dreams. This is still just conscious awareness at work through us. Hmm. Think about where you are right now. Maybe you're sitting on a couch or on a chair like me. Maybe you're listening as you drive. There was a time that the place you're in and the thing you're doing wasn't, uh, it wasn't happening. And there was a time when you knew that it would. 
meaning at some point I knew I would be sitting in this chair. At some point you knew you would be sitting on that couch or you knew you would be driving in your car. This is a way that we use this creative intelligence without even realizing it. We're seeing things in our mind, knowing certainly that it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen that I'm gonna get in my vehicle and drive to this place, and then it happens. But it doesn't happen if I don't think about it first. It's not some kind of automatic thing, like you know how you watch TV and there's a, a, a show that you're watching and then the commercial comes on and it just automatically flips, right? I can't just sit on my couch and then automatically flip to being in my, in my vehicle. I have to make the conscious decision, which means the, the thought has to be there that says, oh, I'm going to do that. And if that doesn't happen first, then I don't get off the couch. I just stay there. <laughs> so this is conscious awareness at work in, in how creative it is. It allows us to do all the things that we are doing. You can create the life you love. We can create the community that we love just in the way of how we think because it's telling us that all of this creative power is within us. So if I'm imagining I would like to see something better in my family or my community or my country, then I should sit with that thought. Sit with the thought of the desire fulfilled. Sit with the thought of that loving situation or that better situation being reality. Sit with that thought because that's where the change begins. This is how we change our lives. This is how we get from point A to point B. We've been made to think that we create change by convincing other people. Being like uh, missionaries of every cause, right? If I think you should vote, then I'll do what I have to do to convince you to vote. If I think you should drive an electric car, <laughs> I'll create my soapbox and I'll try to find a way to, to say whatever I think I need to say to convince you to drive an, an electric car. The interesting thing about that is we don't often like, we as individuals do not often enjoy someone knocking at our door, so to speak, to tell us what they think we should do or to even suggest that we change something in our lives. It's like, if I'm not already in the pursuit of that, then I kind of don't have the ears to hear what you have to say about that because I am not interested. And so we meet resistance when we try to evangelize or try to convert people to whatever the cause might be. But when we talk about the kingdom of God or the queendom of God and this creative intelligence that works through us and creates change in our lives, and even when I didn't know how I would do a thing, I just thought about it and guess what? The doors opened. That's the way to create change. Use that. That is the kingdom of God. 
That is the queendom of God. That is the creative intelligence that supports all of life. It is, I don't have to convince anyone. I can just, I can just create the change within myself first. And you've heard an, an old quote that says something like, uh, be the change you want to see in the world. That's an example. There are also more ancient passages or scriptures like, all things are possible for those who believe. That's a very good one. It goes back to the, 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 the thought process. If you believe, it is possible. Um, now, with that being said, some people believe it's possible by evangelizing, which I just said we find resistance in. So we should be careful in, in knowing that our belief works for better or for worse. Meaning all things are possible for those who believe. Let me say it a different way. Everything for better or for worse is possible for those who believe. So if I'm wondering why the world seems to be so troubled or why people, how people can be so mean, I have to remember all things are possible, not just the good things, all things are possible for those who believe. That is conscious awareness at work again. Someone had the thought to do whatever they're doing and now they're doing it for better or for worse. So if I would like to create a life of peace and a life of love, then this is where my thoughts must be. If my thoughts are on, are on division or hatred or if I'm troubled about anything, if there's any amount of negativity in my thinking, then I'm not helping creating a, I'm not helping create a better world if there are negative things in my thinking. This goes back to the saying, God is love. It's another way of saying the intelligent one who is also unity and diversity is fully aware of how everything is one. God is love. And if the kingdom of God is in me and is in you, then that must mean I am love. And that must mean you are love. But we're so busy seeking love that we miss that point. We're so busy seeking the kingdom outside of us. Look, there it is. Or, oh, I found it. It's over here. That we miss the mystery <laughs> and the joy and the experience that the thing we're seeking is who we are, is what we are. It is, the most it is the most fantastic and magnificent way to hide the truth, to hide it in plain sight, to hide it in plain sight, that what you're seeking is what you are. And that is why you seek it in the first place. You are love, that's why you seek love. You are peace, that's why you seek peace. Hmm. 
By your very nature, you are beautiful. That's why you seek to experience beautiful things. It is not our nature in general, it's not our nature to seek trouble because that's not what we are. We're not trouble. We don't go, hmm, how can I make my life difficult today? None of us think that because that's not our nature, <laughs> right? Our nature is peaceful. We don't want to be bothered with troubles. We don't really want to fight with anyone. That's because you are love. And perhaps no one's ever told you that you are love. And perhaps no one's ever said it so clearly in a way that's understandable as to how that can even be. But I'm one of the voices who will tell you that you are love, you are beautiful, you are magnificent, you are highly intelligent. You are here for a reason. You are here quite purposefully. And a bit of encouragement is that every ounce of trouble or trial or tribulation that you've been through, and even the trials or tribulations that may come, are part of that purpose to help you realize how magnificent and courageous and intelligent you are. Without going through some difficult things, you don't get to really understand what you're capable of. It's going through the difficult things that show you, oh, look what I did. I, I made it through that. Even when maybe I thought I wouldn't, I still did. <laughs> Even that is a loving thing. That is a, a loving uh, part of this experience that goes unnoticed often is that we've all been through something and yet we're still here. We've, our families have been through lots of heartaches and our countries have been through wars and we're still here. I'm going to read that third translation again because it was my favorite one. I'm going to read you the typical translation first and then read you the, the third way I retranslated it. Okay, so the typical translation is the kingdom of God comes not with observation. Neither will you say, look, here it is, or I found it over there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. That's from Luke 17, 20 and 21. And I told you that because of how poetic the ancient languages are, they, those sentences can be translated in a number of different ways. But that doesn't change the meaning. It only draws out how magnificent the whole truth of it is in the first place. So here's one of the three ways I retranslated it. Okay. The authority of self-empowerment, the living, moving power of vision, the reality of potential, which creates each present moment with influence and inspiration, the full flowing energy of the I am and I can of the universe 
is not something you can take with a lust for control as a platform for your ego. The power you desire doesn't come by watching and waiting. The great I am is within you, or the great conscious awareness is within you. The ability to experience the creative power of the I am and use it to influence and shape the world exists within you. And you know that's true because you've done it. You've done things in your life that have helped influence and shape the world. No matter how small. No matter how unappreciative the people may have been. No matter how unappreciative you may have been, right? Sometimes we do magnificent things and then we downplay it like it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> But the truth is, this incredible, raw, intelligent, creative power is within each and every one of us. And the world has made us think that it's somewhere else. It's in heaven, it's in the afterlife, it's uh, the new earth. It's that temple in that place over there, or it's that mosque over here in this famous, well-known place of great Mecca and tradition. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these concepts, especially if we can realize the magnificent role we play first, because these are just places that could burn down tomorrow. These are just things that won't last ultimately. But the great I am, conscious awareness, this intelligent unity that is the foundation of everything cannot be burned down. It cannot be destroyed. It is life itself. It is the nature and flow of the universe. Hmm. It is within you and you must therefore be one with it entangled with it, as it, and with it, and by it, and using it, like we already said, using it all the time without even realizing that you are. Just by virtue of being alive and taking your next breath, that is the kingdom of God, or the queendom of God. That is the great I am. That is conscious awareness. That is life. And you are totally immersed in it. So with the few minutes that are left, I'm just going to encourage us to close our eyes and breathe consciously because it is the breath of life that makes all of this possible. And there's something very powerful and healing about breathing consciously instead of just letting it pass on like cars driving down the road. <sighs> so deep inhale. And then gentle exhale. I will also say breathe fully in all the way and then gently release. And then just keep repeating that deeply in or fully in and gently release. And fully in and gently release. 
and again. And as you continue that, I'm just going to say a few meditative words. Just keep breathing fully in and gently release. That even as we take these consciously aware breaths, we feel our own peace rise to the surface. We feel expansion. We feel timelessness. We feel peace. We feel like whatever burdens or, yes, whatever burdens or baggage we have carried throughout the day or throughout this week, just for a moment, just by breathing, we no longer have to carry them. We no longer have to hold them. And that is what the kingdom of God is about, is relief from all the troubles, relief from all the illusion of burden, and relief from the illusion of separation, and relief from all the troubles that plague our imagination because life can seem so uncertain at times when in fact we are the ones who have the control just no one has made that clear to us our world is not saying you can create the life you absolutely love a life in which as long as you stay consciously connected to who you are which starts with the breath and starts with knowing a little bit of truth like how the queendom and the kingdom of God is within you even if troubles arise you have more than enough strength and courage and power and intelligence to overcome this is what you're here to do This is what you're here to do. And this is what you're here to share. And do this for yourself. Just take time each day to take 10 conscious breaths. The deep breathing in and the gentle letting go. At least do that 10 times a day as a way of consciously connecting to who and what you truly are and over time you may choose to begin to explore okay now what can I do with this now that I I realize I'm experiencing instant peace and a feeling of unlimitedness just because I'm breathing now what can I do with that and that's when you start not just really realizing the kingdom of God is within you, but actually realizing, oh, that means I have some ownership and I have the power to do something with this. And the sky is the limit. Remember, all things are possible for those who believe. And if a team of us come together, and if you feel like you're one of those who would like to connect with people on this level, if a team of people come together who know this sort of thing, they can change whatever they put their minds to. In fact, there's another ancient passage that says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. And we've been told certain things religiously about that, but again, when you get into the language and you truly understand, 
it's still just pointing to the kingdom of God within us, within me, within you, and how it's all connected. And that's why when we gather together in that name, which is like this, this experience that we all have when we go to that place, what is the place? It is the kingdom of God within. <laughs> the word name does mean experience in the ancient language. So when we go, when we come together in that experience, nothing is impossible for us. We can change whatever we put our minds to. Hmm. We don't have to play politics. We don't have to be in government. We don't have to run organizations. We don't have to do it the way the world says. You have to jump these hurdles and go through these hoops. We're more powerful than, than that. Thank you for being here. There's so much more I could say about the kingdom of God within, and that's what the tribe of I am is about. That is what THV is about. So contact me, email me, go to the website, thv-tv.com. And if you'd like to get on the fast track of knowing, okay, how do I use this in my life? Then let's be in touch. I'll see you again next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Healing Voice podcast. The passage I read is my own THV translation and is available at thv-tv.com. Sign up for Bible Redefined. I also invite you to try the identity process. Get to know the answers to these questions. Who am I? What am I here to do? And how will I do it? Go to the website to make your free initial appointment. If you'd like to support the work of THV, you can send a donation. Your support helps others who can't afford the identity process one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'll leave the links in the description. Thanks for listening. Tell someone about THV today.